I know that you want to make a difference, and I'm going to tell you how. You're on Top of the Mount with Darren Waddles. before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. The things that God has told you shall come to pass. The greatest revival in the history of the church. Welcome back to another episode of On Top of the Mount. I'm your host, Darren Waddles. Well, in case you didn't know, there is some royal trouble out there with the former royals, Prince Harry and Princess Meghan What's-Her-Face. So we'll be talking about that and more on today's episode. But before we jump in, I just wanted to say... Thank you for subscribing and listening to this podcast. You don't know how much it means to me. Uh, But to continue this podcast and make sure it goes strong, please share this with a friend. Share it on social media. Also, please leave a good rating. And you know by now, you got questions, I got answers. I understand that this, this situation we're in as a country is super weird and confusing. And I want to help you through it because it's not rocket science, but it's confusing and I want to bring clarity to the table. So if you have questions, send that to my email, draywaddles at gmail.com, or you can direct message me on our Facebook page, On Top of the Mount, with Darren Waddles Podcast. And if you haven't already, please go check out the website for this podcast. You have all the different distributions that fit you so you can catch up on every episode. And with all that said, let's jump into today's topic. Today, I'm going to do something a little bit different. I'm just going to talk news, okay? Last week, we talked about moving way too fast. And it's true, our society, our government is just moving forward at rapid speed because we're used to it. We're a microwave society and we want things done now instead of later. Instead, actually in those times, we actually have to seek God and wait on Him and find that answer. Because we can't just be diving into every situation and doing what they're doing in Congress right now. It's it's absolutely wrong because legislating that way only makes bad laws. It makes it inefficient and it will favor one side over the other and it, it just makes things complicated. And spearheading this is our media. Right now, right now, 
our media is by far the most untrustworthy source of anything right now. Politicians, I believe, are more trustworthy than the news, which is sad. But they're the ones spearheading all this insanity and fast legislation is they're pandering to emotions for money. And let me, let me kind of go back a little bit in history that news used to be news, but now it has taken a side. It has opinion. It has an agenda. That is not how it used to be in American society within the last 100 years. There have been newspapers that were strictly opinion, but we used to consume actual news, not opinion. Long are the days of Walter Cronkite. Long are the days of when you just saw newsreels in the theater. Now we live in a society in where how can I make another buck? How can I make them come to me instead of the other organization? It is so sad that they sold their credibility for the sake of the almighty dollar. Back in the day, the news used to be a nightly network, maybe even in the morning, that they had a small time slot. And in that time, they said nothing but news. Now, because of the... Uh, in introduction of CNN, which I think came out in the early or latter 90s, it is now a 24-7 news network, all right, which brought us Fox, which brought us MSNBC, which brought us Newsmax, and so on and so forth. All these different news organizations have become 24-7 news networks. You can't fill in a 24-7 time slot with just news. So they fill it in with talk shows and opinions. And they have mingled the news and the talk show and opinions together. Now it's become entertainment. News is entertainment. It's not news. And with the certain uh, news networks such as uh, NBC, CBS, uh, ABC, and so on, that actually still maintain the the time slots, they realize that they can't compete with these 24-7s and they're starting to resemble them to attract viewership. You know how crazy that is? But that's why we can't trust news. It's because news isn't news. News is opinion. News isn't fact anymore. And if you look at all the graphs and statistics that they like to give you, you better pay attention to that little fine print at the bottom those margins of error, and how they uh, set their agenda on the issue. You have to be careful, but most people don't realize these things. Now, for me, what I do, I don't have one news network that I just go to and love. I will say, at a full disclosure, I do enjoy Tucker Carlson on uh, Fox News, which he's not news. I just enjoy watching him. That's it. However, I do not choose Fox News as my sole news source. I go to them all. And then, based off of all the articles and all the viewpoints, I will bring them together and find the little nugget of truth that is somehow d 
deep inside those articles. I mean, just consider this this statement that Trump's uh, lawyer from the uh, last uh, impeachment trial we just had uh, this uh, January or early February, what he said about the media. It is so true. The media's got to stop. The media is feeding the anger of both sides. The media, the mainstream media, the right media, the left media, I don't care what media it is. The media is feeding the division in this country. Driving the controversy. They're bloodthirsty for ratings. When I watch the news, I watch one channel and it's one world and I watch another channel and it's a totally different world. And it's time that the media went back to integrity in their reporting, unbiasedness in their coverage, and work to cool the temperature of this country instead of always just trying to ratchet it up. And I think it's their obligation to do that starting right now. And as I said, our media is pandering. They're pandering to fear. They're pandering to everything that makes your skin crawl. They want you to be upset. And it's caused a generation. And this is the Wall Street Journal. And this is, I'm not reading the whole whole article, but I love this, this line. It is from a quote from a former uh, uh, President George W. Bush uh, uh, advisor. And his statement, what is it that causes people to want to be in a state of perennial outrage? They are eager to be offended. We live in a generation that is eager to be offended. And the media understands that's what's going on. Even with the hottest interview this week, which was the former royals, the former Prince Harry, and the former Princess Meghan Markle, or whatever her name is, which, oh my goodness, that lady is toxic, toxic. It was no coincidence that they set an agenda for that interview, which Markle pulled the race card the whole time. And while we're on the race card, who was doing the interview? Oprah. Hmm. Do we see a connection here? Why did they not choose somebody else? It's because they pulled the race card. Surprise, surprise. But let, let's let's just kind of listen to this one segment of her response to a question. She says, when... You know, she the whole time they were complaining about the toxicity of the royal family and how they were they're isolated and they're frigid and so on and so forth. They just trash the royal family. Okay, this was one of her responses about the role as princess. Uh, I will say I went into it naively because I didn't grow up knowing much about the royal family. I didn't fully understand what the job was, said Megan. <laughs> um, um, so, mm, mm, 
Okay, uh, this is the part where I would strongly suggest go to Justin Gleason's episodes on dating. You would know that uh, you don't just jump into things. <clears throat> I like to say a healthy relationship. And if you got anything out of that video, they definitely don't got that. Because she's toxic. Like, bad toxic. But anyway, the whole interview was just so distasteful to the extremes. I mean, there is a big backlash right now, not only in the UK, but also here in the States, that people are calling, calling it out. They're calling it like it is, that that was disrespectful. And, you know, with this podcast, it's about equipping you for the campaigns ahead. The monarchy, if you didn't know, is a job, okay? It's almost like being president of the United States, but not as powerful, okay? Now, there are some stipulations and rules that they could do, but they ain't going to do that. But... It's a position which everyone looks to. You are born into a job. And guess what? You have certain things you have to abide by. To our standards, an American standard, where everyone is their own person and everyone is on an equal playing field, I mean, to the best of what they can be on an equal playing field, it doesn't make sense. But the monarchy is a standard, and you have to abide by the standard. And here is little old Megan, and she's, Woe is me. I didn't know, and they're treating me badly. And they're racist because they're treating me badly. Well, I'm sorry you happen to be the first person of color to be part of the royal family. But however, Megan wasn't the first new person to be introduced into the royal family and get the same royal treatment. That's just how they roll because of the standard of the position. But anyway, it was all a facade. All they're doing is trying to get attention because guess what? Megan likes being in the spotlight. She does. Can't tell me different. Anyways, in other news, we have in Myanmar, uh, which I talked about that in a previous episode with the military coup. There's still that going on. And another big headline that came out on Sunday was the country of Switzerland has banned the burqa. No more facial coverings in Switzerland. And this is big news. But how did the media set an agenda? Okay? You know, for issues that they support, if it's just by a, a percent or two that it's an overwhelming support for this issue, or they'll make the wording sound grander than what it was, but if it doesn't fit their agenda, they say stuff like this. In the headline, it says, Switzerland narrowly votes in favor to ban the burqa. Narrowly. Yeah, it, this is what is so sick about the news. Is it, it has to meet an agenda. Why can't we just have news? The news headline should simply read, 
Switzerland bans burka. Mmm. Mmm. It's so aggravating. And that's why everyone's frustrated. <sighs> I need to calm down. But now, let's go to the U.S. This is... <sighs> where the issues still keep going. They do. Um, so, the big issue here right now is COVID. Everyone knows that it's been in the headlines. And Fox News, why are we wearing masks? CNN, MSNBC, why aren't they wearing masks? Then you got Dr. Fauci. Hey, I'm Dr. Fauci. Why do you not wear a mask? You need a double mask. Uh, uh, it's, yeah, it's a difficult world we live in, guys. It is. It's very frustrating. And this is why I really don't like watching the news. But I thought for this podcast today, we need to, we need to get on this topic because we need to address this. Is that we cannot just digest one particular source of news because this is what's causing a divide. In fact, let me, let me play you this soundbite from um, former Secretary of Defense Robert Gates. And, and during my time in office, uh, under both President Bush and President Obama, we really didn't have a sense of, uh, of a problem with, uh, with extremism. I think partly it was that uh, until recent years, uh, that kind of extremism was kept more hidden and there were people were less public about those views. So it wasn't, it wasn't something that is, was as uh, present at that time as it is uh, in the news and in people's consciousness as it is today. Now, be it social media or even the mainstream media itself, they have allowed this to happen, this polarization within our people of being extreme. Like in the 2000s, sure, there was protest, but did we see anything to this degree? Absolutely not. It wasn't until the second term of Barack Obama that we started seeing this radical, radical shift. And media is to blame because they have pandered and now they can't escape. And just like what happened in 2016 with, uh, and I'm not going to say that, you know, it's only because of Donald Trump and Donald Trump needs to be the focus head of everything, but they pandered the hate on Donald Trump to get views and they couldn't escape it because they knew they couldn't talk about anything else anymore. They still can't talk about anything else and COVID because they pandered. And when you pander and go that deep into the psyche, you can't escape it. You can't get rid of it. They're stuck there. And now our media is just, it's sickening. Oh, well, anyway, the other big issue that's going on is Como. Uh, looking at headlines from, I think everyone agrees Como's got to go. The governor of New York. Uh, I think everyone agrees. <laughs> uh, and uh, there's articles of impeachment right now for him. For him. So we'll see what happens there. Um, and uh, the other big issue is ex the executive orders, um, which you know 
President Biden, like him or not, I, I'm just flabbergasted on the the amounts of executive orders that he's putting out. It it's kind of baffling because executive orders in this degree is not normal. But as I said in the previous podcast and earlier, that we are in a society that wants things done radically, fast, maneuvering in such speeds that it's just unbelievable. I was actually talking with someone yesterday, and I think this is a good point to give out a shout-out to the uh, Pentecostal Youth uh, Discord server. You know who you are. Um, And there I discussed with uh, a friend uh, from Indiana about how... Our economy is, it's not tanking, but it's going down. And it's because we're moving so quickly in such radical speeds that we're not considering. And we're just signing executive orders. And it's causing a decay. And where our neighbors to the north, Canada, who used to be behind us, are now in front of us within a short time frame. Okay? And on on the topic of executive orders... I find this interesting because on this podcast, I'm not trying to take one side or the other. So just to verify, I'm going to play this soundbite from uh, former uh, president of the United States during the 1960s, Lyndon B. Johnson. Okay. Now, before I play it, I want you to consider the fact that he was considered the most knowledgeable of uh, of all the presidents when it came to political procedures uh, and government procedures of the House, the Senate, and uh, the functions of Congress, the Supreme Court, and the presidency. So this is what he had to say about executive orders when dealing with um, some civil rights uh, legislation. They wanted me to issue an executive order and proclaim this by presidential edict. I didn't think it would uh, be very effective if the Congress uh, had not legislated. And I didn't want to uh, be a Hitler and start running the government by executive order. And I took the position that it wouldn't be wise to do it by executive order. It would arouse uh, the uh, antagonism of the Congress and the leadership of the people, and it wouldn't be followed. And I just want you to consider that, how times have changed. It's not so much that Joe Biden is a radical, but his party, he has to appease and make happy, has shifted to more of a radical approach of getting things done. And where once upon a time in American history, not even that long ago, we were scared to govern by executive order. But now, in the headlines, President Joe Biden is to declare a gender policy council, specifically dealing with LGBTQ rights and sexism. And we have just pushed this through. No discussion at all. Same thing that was happening in the Congress and where we had a debate and we just had a fast-paced, 
yep, we're going to push this through, Equality Act. And what does the Equality Act do? It limits the rights of the church, and it also puts LGBTQ, specifically more transgendered people, on a pedestal. Which, granted, we must love our neighbor. We must embrace them. We must care for them. But on the same note, in a country that believes in the freedom of speech and the freedom of thought, why do we have to push such radical philosophy to accept someone's opinion of themselves as something that they're not? Okay? So imagine if I pass legislation that says you have to think like me, that limits your speech. That limits your thought process. That, I mean, it's, this is irony, is that the one side is saying that this is free speech. We're promoting free speech, but on the other side of that coin, you're limiting free speech. So who's actually winning this thing? But in reality, it's not so much the debate on this particular issue when we talk about religion versus secularism. This is what it's about. This is a soundbite from representative from New York, Congressman Jerry Nadler. In debate, he literally says this. And this is the most aggravating part of it all. And this is why I'm doing this podcast and the reason why we definitely need to get involved in some format. Mr. Stubbe, what any religious tradition ascribes as God's will is no concern of this Congress. Let's hear that one more time. God's will is no concern of this Congress. So you don't think you need to get involved yet? Just like Smokey the Bear said. Only you can prevent wildfires. Likewise, only you, by letting your voice be heard and by stepping in and engaging, can this change? Can the secularism change in our society? Can our media change? We gotta step in and be that example to the world. Be that salt and light. Because right now, we're in the midst of of darkness and our lights need to shine more than ever and while we're on this topic of secularization uh, LGBTQ executive orders polarization while we're on this topic that brings us to the end of uh, today's podcast but I want to advertise for next week Next week, I have a very special guest on the podcast. He is a former congressman who served during the Carter administration and the Reagan administration. He also served as a special agent in the FBI. And he will bring a lot of knowledge to the table for us to equip us and... You do not want to miss next week's episode. Trust me. Uh, And we talk about these issues right now. And 
he was an eyewitness of how things started to decay because things were different in the 70s and 80s. And he is an eyewitness of what happened, which got us into the state of affairs that we're in. So stay tuned to next week's episode. Well, that's all for today's episode, but be sure to go check out our website. Go and uh, like our Facebook page. Keep updated on everything on what's going on. And those links to our Facebook page and our website will be in the description below. And I know you got questions and I got answers. You can send those questions to our Facebook page or you can email me at draywattles at gmail.com. And I look forward to those. Uh, So again, as always, thank you for listening. Please consider subscribing, leaving a rating, and sharing this podcast on social media and with a friend. So until next time, we will continue the discussion equipping you for the campaigns ahead next time on Top of the Mount.